Hello and welcome to Rahalastapa Rahalastapa with the amazing Maria Bamford. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Um, hey, I'm still on tour. There aren't too many gigs to go, but go to richhane.com slash gigs and you can find out what's coming up tonight. If you're watching it on the 2nd of May, I'm in Scarborough. I need some help with that one. Then the 3rd of May, I'm in Leeds, which is nearly sold out. 4th of May, May the 4th. Can't think of any jokes about that. I am doing the DVD record in London. It's selling well, but it's a massive theatre. I bet there'll still be some tickets for that. I'd love to see you there. Everyone who comes gets a free Christmas emergency questions book to celebrate what could be the biggest gig of my career, and also the fact that we're recording it. And uh, then I'm going to be at the Festival on the 6th of May. Uh, And then there's lots more to come after that. I think this might be my last stand-up show for a couple of years at least. Uh, I'm not going to be touring next year doing stand-up in any case um, still gigging but if you want to see me do a full 90 minute show this might be your last opportunity and it would be lovely to see you in London also excitingly we ha- we're doing a new emergency questions book which will be out in October ready for Christmas with a thousand and one questions and going through into the actual shops through a publisher sphere uh, publishing it which is very exciting you can pre-order that at Amazon if you go and look at up emergency questions Richard Herring there'll be a few questions that have been in the two books we've done already but there'll be and a few from the app, if you've got the app, but not that many of you have. And then there'll be at least 500 brand new ones as well. So, and lots of fun stuff. So uh, that's very exciting. You can still buy those original emergency questions books at gofaststrike.com if you want to get them before we take them off sale. And you can also obviously buy my DVDs and stuff there as well. And the Ofrigan 50 DVD. There's a few copies of it left. will be for sale at gofaststrike when it comes out, but will be available for download if you didn't back the Kickstarter. Anyway... Let's sit back, relax, and enjoy Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who knows what polyorchid means and isn't ashamed to admit it to strangers. It's Richard Herring! Hello! Hello, how are you doing? Oh my goodness. Lovely to be back. I feel the room still slightly reverberating from Brian Blessed being here two weeks ago. Ah, it's incredible. Still slightly shaking. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square uh, Theatre. I was on a Finders Keepers the other day, the, uh, the Richard Stilgo version, not the Neil Buchanan 90s hybrid. Uh, finders Keepers, another Sleepers, Finders Keepers. Where's that square? No one remembers it apart from me, as we found out last week. Uh, and Richard Stilgo, he's the host, he calls it Rehalistopa, so I don't know if that's going <laughs> to catch on. Uh, so yeah, I've, what, lots of things have been going on since last week. Um, I, did a, I live in a little village in Hertfordshire now, and uh, I, we went to the PTA uh, school uh, quiz. They had a quiz night, so I'm sort of meeting all my neighbours. And we're obviously slightly weird, you know, new inhabitants of this village. Uh, and the question came up, what does polyorchid mean? And I said, well, it means more than one, it means more than two testicles. Uh, and everyone going, everyone looked at me like I was weird. And they said, oh, no, I think an orchid has stamens, not... T- t-. I said, put it in, it's testicles. It was testicles, but, you know, I'd, was it worth getting that right? <laughs> in order for now, the rest of me, how does he know? How does that man know? <laughs> I mean, even I was thinking, well, I think it's testicles, but why would you never need that word? That's not... 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I've been, oh I've God, I've been so tired. I'm on tour and doing these podcasts and um, I left my keys in the door for 16 hours overnight. Like literally just in the door, which I used to have a, a real phobia about when I was a kid because I think I saw something like Tales of the Unexpected or something where it started. Someone left the keys in the door and then someone came in and killed them. Uh, in, the, in the countryside, it's fine. Just the postman went, oh, you left your keys in the door, mate. Thanks. <laughs> so it's lovely out in the countryside. If I'd done that in Shepherd's Bush, um, I'd be dead and my children would be in slavery now. So it's, uh, uh, <laughs> what else has happened? I kind of had a weird thing. I'd, last week I did, um, after doing this, the next day I was going to do uh, two bits of telly. I'm back on the telly, uh, UK Gold and um, Netflix. Uh, as an, I was, it was weird because I was an expert on The Young Ones, first of all, and then Rasputin for the Netflix thing. <laughs> So it's an odd life I now lead, whereas I was sort of an actual proper expert, expert on Rasputin. But I stayed at this hotel opposite the first studio because it didn't feel like worth going home. And when I arrived, I was really held up at the checkers. There's a man going, can I park? Can I just park outside? It's like on the A40, this hotel. Going, can I just park on the, the lines outside the hotel? And they said, no, no, it's red lines. You have to park in the hotel. And he said, oh, you know, I'm only going to be here for a couple of hours. I'm meeting a friend. I have to... He said, yeah, you have to park in the car park. And he said, well, we don't usually let people in after midnight, but you can come in. Uh, and he, he was really kind of vacillating about doing this. And they said, well, what, what room's your friend in? He said, I don't know. And, and then they said, well, what's their surname? He said, I don't know. <laughs> and I said, what the fuck's going on with it? Why are they being nice to this guy? It seems like he's just trying to get in the car park. And then the lift doors opened and a very attractive younger woman came out. And went, oh, hello to him as if she knew him. It didn't seem like a, a match. Uh, and uh, I kind of realised why he didn't know his surname. But like... I don't mind, you know, the hotels, that's what hotels are for, right? For comedians to sleep in and people to use prostitutes, but it's, which is fine. But like, he was just trying to save himself 10 quid. He could have just, pathetic. Uh, I wouldn't have liked to be that prostitute. She's not getting a tip is what I'm saying at the end of, well, maybe. Uh, so uh, let's move on. Let's, oh yeah, not a tip of her. He might have been Polly Orchid, that man should have had a surprise, so. Anyway, let's crack on. Uh, my guest this week, she's known for many things. She was, of course, you'll remember the fiddler on one episode of Mystery Science Theatre 3000. We all remember that. She was also Button in Charlotte's Web 2, Wilbur's Great Adventure. Which must be good, because Charlotte died in the first film. So I'm very interested to talk about that. Will you please welcome Maria Bamford, ladies and gentlemen. Sit down. Thank you for having Hello. me on your program. Thank you, so, I'm, I'm, thank you so much for coming. First of all, you missed your flight yesterday, yes. so you've only just got in today. Yes, because we so. are dum-dums. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a silly... Uh, anyways, it's a story that I could tell over and over again, and it would still be boring. <laughs> uh, forgot to go to the airport. <laughs> Well, we thought we'd lost you. I got an email saying, oh, she might, Maria might not be able to make it. Again. <laughs> oh, good. That was a waste of time watching all the Lady oh, Dynamite. Oh, I'm so sorry. What a waste of my valuable time. Yeah, that's what my father said. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily you're here. What do you remember about Charlotte's Web 2? You do quite a lot of uh, cartoon yes. voiceovers. Yes. I'm I... guessing Charlotte's Web 2. I haven't seen it. I'm guessing <laughs> it was a cartoon. It was a cartoon. Okay. And there was like, some, some like little bits of singing and it went straight to DVD. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, they, everything, it, it pays, it pays. And uh, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I, that was the first thing I got, was able to get a job at. Uh, I was a secretary at an animation studio oh, and yeah. they said, uh, hey, Bamford, uh, do you want to do, do a voice of a poodle? 
I was like, yes, yes I would. Uh, so, so that. And, and my own voice, of course, as you, I don't know if you already feel like it is high, irritating, childlike. And so sometimes I, I you know, the ability to change it has felt uh, empowering to yeah. me. If I can change it in any way <laughs> this evening where people will feel more confident in what I'm saying and want to follow me. Well, I was... I was going to talk about that very episode of Lady Dynamite, which I mastered. It's interesting, like a lot of comedy shows that I love the best. Yeah. When I first watched Lady Dynamite, I thought, I really, there's loads in this, I like it, but it's kind of, I'm not sure what's going on. No, no, yeah, no, it's uh, a lot. But that's true of everything I've ever liked. <laughs> Any comedy show, don't you think so? You, if you get it straight away, it's not, it's not as rewarding, first of all, but also it's probably not as good. And then I've watched them all again, and it's just so... You know, so good. But there's a really great episode where you're doing that, but you're doing your Diane voice. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I find it interesting for two reasons. Firstly, because you, you do a flashback to you working in an office, and there's the office guy who does uh, Austin Powers yeah, impression, yeah, exactly. and everyone thinks he's funny. And then yeah. you're going, oh, you want to be a comedian, you want to be yeah. a comedian, and you get up and do a bit of your set, yeah. and everyone just goes... Because mm. because as a comedian, that happens all the time. All so that's the what, time. You, know, you get asked, you're a comedian, tell us a joke, and yeah. then you go... Really, my stuff isn't going to work out of context or in a cab. Do you, do you have a specific joke that you sometimes tell people? I, I don't even... I mean, I have got a few. You've got some great one-liners, but, you know, I, I've got a few one-liners, but I haven't really got... What I have do you a do? street joke that yeah. I wrote myself. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Jesus, Mohammed, and the elephant-headed Hindu god of good fortune, Ganesh, all walk into a Hooters. Hooters. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, God appears, and... It, they're like, oh my God, uh, we're just here because the chicken wings are so good. And it's actually mostly a family-based restaurant. And a lot of these girls, they're working their way through college and they're actually in dance programs and have scholarships. And Jesus, or God says, oh yeah, well then why do you keep staring at my tits? Pow! Yeah, 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 yeah! Hopefully everyone saw that coming uh, at this so point in I our culture. I find that interesting because that is that's a perennial problem, especially for, I think, any comedian that goes hey well, well there's lots of things because we can, we can talk about your latest special with this as well but also in that in that episode you're dating a guy who doesn't really have a sense of humor right <laughs> and i've got a theory that quite a lot of people don't have a sense of humor but they don't no one wants to admit that or yeah or just i mean i think it is like music or something because yeah. i know i may not have the best taste in music like if i hear something three times i go this is really, this is good. <laughs> like, I'm very suggestible. And so I understand why, you know, I mean, I, I don't like, what is, um, well, the show is so popular. It's about five scientists in the U.S. The big and Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. <sighs> and I, for whatever, it, it's not, but it's not for me. No. It's not for me. They didn't make it for me. They, they made did. it for people who don't understand how jokes work, <laughs> but want to appear to have a sense of humor because if you I think it's I'm not that interested in music and that's about if you go to people I'm not interested in music they go ooh uh, so people have to pretend to like music as well I think a lot of people pretending and if you went to people yeah I don't really like jokes or understand humor then that's the end of you as a social being so I think programs like that and, and people who do jokes that have a rhythm that means all the people in the audience who don't understand humor they can go this is where I'm meant to laugh and that's exactly how I like music. You know, I go, oh, this feels, it's, the beat is so clearly telling me where to nod my head. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't need a choreographer uh, with this. Have uh, you? So. Uh, the the thing about music is, well, I was talking. I remember this story the other week. Um, that sometimes you're you're sometimes people like put on music when you're having sex. Oh, have you ever experienced this? And I, I find have, that very off-putting. I ha- I have not done no. that. Anyone? You, sir? <laughs> Um, yeah. I think like I think maybe it's like a maybe some ladies like to like have a have a skate behind. I don't know, but I, when I was young and when I'd only had sex about once or twice, uh, the girl I was with put on um, "Sail Away" by Enya, <laughs> and I really was I was lost. <laughs> I was absolutely lost because I mean. I, you know, I just didn't know where. There's no beat to it, and there's no, I, I, you know, you're meant to just. I don't know what I was meant to do. It was a disaster. Well, I always feel like with sex, there's a, you know, at least I feel like I have to really focus. Uh, yeah. You know, that, you know, number one, that I'm having a good time, you know, and then, you know, some customer service issues, and then, uh, yeah. Well, especially when you're really young, I was so nervous about having sex. Yeah, yeah. I was 48 years old. That's right, I added 20 on. Uh, but no, it's, it's, you know, it's, yeah, absolutely. You've got to, you feel like you've really got to concentrate. Yeah. So anything that's taken you away from the yeah. moment. I once had, uh, I was once given uh, oral sex by someone who was a singer who put on their own album. <laughs> which was actually quite good because it was like... They were still singing, but their mouth was full. Oh, nice! That, it was like a sort of it was like a ventriloquist yeah. thing going on. <laughs> what what genre of music were it? Did, it was were a they... sort of jazzy uh, thing going on. It was oh. yeah. <laughs> That's, that's it was wonderful. easy to enjoy, but let's you know, it's easier to enjoy a blowjob to yeah. music because you, yeah, have, yes, you yes. don't have to do anything for that. Yeah, that's and there isn't that sense passive. of responsibility, or you can. I don't know. Whenever I feel oral sex, if you're the recipient, it feels like a, there's a sense of deep responsibility uh, to to really uh, take in the hard work that's being done <laughs> on your behalf. I didn't mean for it to get so fruity so soon. I, soon I was going to build up to That's the... That's what happens. Going to build up to the <laughs> So uh, let's... So we'll have, a look, we'll have a little look at some of the things I've found. It's been an absolute joy to um, research you because, it, again, I think it's interesting with the, there's a lot of American comedians who, you know, aren't massively as famous in the UK as they are in America. And there's a lot of... Ameri- in America. There's a lot of... <laughs> well, America's a big place. It's, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, But there's a lot of... Uh, there's, there's a whole wave of, started, of things that have started coming over. So there's lots of... Uh, it's interesting watching Lady Dynamite again and seeing all the people go, oh, that guy's from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yeah. And there's Dick Notaro. And yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. So uh, you want to, you know, the, America is uh, shitting all over the world with... Uh, Filmed comedy, I think. I know. But anyway, well, let's go back. I know. Uh, you were in the touring cast. One of your first jobs was in the touring cast of a Star Trek Star stage Trek, show. Star uh, Trek stage show. Uh, it was uh, from the Deep Space Nine franchise. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I was a Bajoran, which is sort of a... I, I believe what they were trying to go for is a, a, a sort of a Jewish storyline of nice. people that were uh, being genocided and then somehow we were spiritual so we weren't earring... Uh, a very spiritual earring, and then a very tight space costume and large false uh, chest uh, implants. Um, 
because that was part of our uh, connection to the universe. <laughs> Anyways, Ben uh, uh, was with a Ferengi, and we were with a, uh, the f- best ones, of course, are people I always like the, the, not the, well, they like Vulcans, and then who are the tall, mad, angry characters in Star Trek? Yeah, the... Um Klingons. Klingons let's say, yeah. That was so, easy. That was yeah, they got most of the action, and then I, I th- we're supposed to chit chat with people. It was just basically improv. Yeah. Uh, and I, I tried to learn more about the the character, you know, and get into it, and say, the last memory I have of my parents is clutching a bloody paper doll and the addict as I heard their screams. But, you know, it was at a mall and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't, uh, and you got an STD from a vault? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, which, which must be hard to which, Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, that's one of my pieces of advice to kids. Don't get into a Star Trek show. Uh, get an STD from a Vulcan that you let go for so long. And when you finally go to the Planned Parenthood in Hollywood, California, the doctor says, why did you let this get so bad? <laughs> The doctor at the Planned Parenthood. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Anyways, uh, I give out commencement speeches uh, to universities. Well, I saw your. I saw your. Uh... Are you sharing my water there? Which uh, now oh you've so you talked about STD. I'm not I'm sure. So is, it cle- is it cleared up? I'm so sorry. Oh yes, yeah, yes. Okay. Oh yeah. No, it wasn't uh, right. herpes. Do you know, I've been, married, I've been married for six years. Just a chance to get an STD is enough. That is, uh, <laughs> that's just enough. Um, so I saw that when well, I watched your commencement speech for, yes. uh, and you did this beautiful thing where you were kind of saying they weren't going to pay you, and then <laughs> you, you made them pay you. Yeah, well, it was but, a classic. I mean, if you're at all self-employed, but you know, people say, "Oh, we love you so much. We want you to do this for free," and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that, I made the commencement speech about how I got, how I got paid, yeah. which was uh, I went to my business advisor, who is my friend Jackie Cation's uh, father, who is a retired aluminum siding salesman, and he said, never say no without a number. That means if you're not sure if you want the job, just say a number you never even got before in your life. That way you either get a ton of money or you don't have to do it. So their initial parry was zilch. I counteroffered with 20 grand. And uh, anyways, uh, it, it, they came back with the following email. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, oh, you dirty little bird. <laughs> you and your fat pants with your golden head. We're an education, this is a non-profit. And I do know the university uh, just had a, I believe it was a jumble sale uh, to raise $900 million for their new athletic facility, presumably for the poets, was the University of Minnesota suggesting that I could not get paid for the one thing that I paid them to teach me how to get paid to do. (laughs) And I tell you, no. Actually, they came back with 10 grand, and I felt so bad about it, though, that I gave the money to kids to pay down their student loans in the, in the crowd. But, uh, yeah, but that seems to be the only way I will do kind things if it is in public, and it is <laughs> grandiose. Yes. Uh, Believe I, me, I know that feeling. Don't worry, that is fine. So, uh, <laughs> I'm an atheist, but I'm nothing if not ethically competitive. <laughs> 
My husband and I found out that most religious people give 10% of their income away, so we're giving 11. We don't even believe in heaven, <laughs> but we're going! And um, you, you, uh, you came to a study in Edinburgh as well for a year. Yes, yes. The Edinburgh, University of Edinburgh, 92. 92. So, and you were in the, you did you do the fringe with the improverts that year? No, I didn't do the no. fringe. I just, uh, I got super depressed uh, after the, it was a wonderful year there. I hadn't uh, yet gotten on uh, medication, so uh, everything was sort of a dark, uh, circling hole and uh so anyway yeah i didn't do the fringe <laughs> and then um but I, then i did it later uh, i think in my uh 30s i did uh, right. the edinburgh festival i think three times yeah. and it was uh, a lovely experience <laughs> uh I, I broke even <laughs> let's just say that's that <laughs> that's not on that doesn't work out so what i found quite interesting about lady dynamite which doesn't seem like it could be autobiographical that it is fairly autobiographical oh yes 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 a totally uh, uh uh, I mean, there's less swear words, I think, in my real life and less blowjobs for sure. <laughs> in the first series, uh, season, they had me giving blowjobs willy-nilly. And again, it's an art form. I mean, you can't just th throw that off as if, like, that doesn't take a tremendous amount of effort and skill. And, and yeah, it bothered me as a, as a premise, uh, you know, just to throw away. It's George the Sandman's favorite bit of the series when you're about to give a blowjob and then the camera pans away. Yeah. To a picture of an old style picture of someone getting a blowjob. <laughs> someone getting a blowjob. <laughs> Which is yeah. a nice, it is a nice joke. Um, but was, so because I hadn't, because I was thinking, oh, you've been quite sniffy doing this kind of parody advert for a for, for, oh. a, for a supermarket. Oh yeah. But, and then, you, then I found all your target adverts online. As well. Oh yes. So yes, it's yes. all it's all a true. Yes, it's all real. I uh, yeah, I have. Um, I mean, whatever you want to. I mean, it's very popular to be diagnosing things, but if you're interested, uh, somebody told me I was bipolar two, type yeah. two, and that was extremely helpful to me. I got on some uh, uh, mood stabilizer because I did have a, a massive. Uh, uh, I started talking too fast, having a whole lot of shit ideas all at once, <laughs> and my friend said, "Hey, let me put you in the back of my Ford Flex." Uh, and take you to public storage uh, because the first month is free. And uh, <clears throat> yes, because I, I just, uh, uh, and that runs in my family, and I just had never uh, wanted to take uh, meds, mood stabilizers. They have, the ones I'm on have side effects, so I have a, uh, I have a bit of a tremor. It's been suggested to me by some people after shows, hey, why don't you take another medication to offset the hundreds of medications you're already on to make me feel more comfortable? <laughs> to which I say, weakness is the brand. <laughs> I don't want to quash this cash cow. <laughs> But it's, it's, well, it's an amazing thing to see you use, I mean, it, you know, it's what comedians do, but you, to, to take that awful life experience and turn it into comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's it, dark comedy, but it's... Yeah, it's bizarre, because you think, oh, I, I mean, I thought I would, you know, I always wanted to make a show, and I thought, you know, I thought when I got ill for a couple, it was like almost a year and a half, I, I wasn't able to perform or, or do anything, really. And uh, I, I thought, so it was... But the, the, yeah, the hilarious part about it, the worst uh, thing that's ever happened to me became uh, 
a great, a great gift. <laughs> That's is that in Cahil Gibran somewhere? Uh, is that the, the, the philosopher's name, Cahil Gibran? Is that how it's said? Hildebrand, yeah. Hildebrand, yeah. okay, sorry. I don't really know anything I'm about sorry. it. Oh, so I, might be uh, I think, that, yeah. I only know about testicles. That's my, that's my, <laughs> that's my series. Of, that's where I'm at. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but I mean, as a comedian, I'm off, you know, something bad has happened to me and nothing that bad has happened to me, but I'm sort of thinking... There's at least as it's happening, oh, no, I'm thinking there's comedy in that. Were you thinking it as it was happening, or were you too not. far off? No, too I far did off. not. No, uh, it felt so bad and yeah. so. Uh, I mean, I think anybody, if you've had a chronic illness or been afraid of you know, you're you're dying or so, you know, whatever. Your worst fear happens and it's happening. You're like, oh, this is you know, every moment is unbearable, and I can't possibly imagine this getting better at all um so uh and that's yeah i felt like that for probably like a year and then i uh eventually started feeling it was on these uh new uh meds i'll yeah. tell you what i'm on a thousand milligrams of depakote uh 50 milligrams of uh seroquella's antipsychotic and uh 40 milligrams of uh prozac and it is a sweet ride <laughs> or uh let's call it Contentment, whatever's happening here, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm interested in this, uh, the, the aspect of it, the unwanted, unwanted thought syndrome because yes. I, ha I don't think I have it anywhere near like you have it. But yeah. I do a routine about, especially once I've had kids. You, yeah. I, mean, you, I think you mentioned this in an interview, but you start thinking about the worst things that you could do. Yes. Before it used to be my mobile phone was my most important thing, so I'd imagine throwing that in the river and that would be the worst thing. I could think. But now it's my kids, it's much, much worse. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm imagining, I keep, I've got a log wood burner in my lounge and I just keep on, I keep thinking, what would my wife say? First of all, if I tripped and the baby went in oh, there. Oh, sure, no. But then what would she say if I just no, placed just him placed in him. there? <laughs> called her down. Uh, just to see what she would say. Yeah. And it's such, you know, and you're yeah. horrifying yourself with the thought. Yes, yes. Uh, but then you can't stop thinking about it. But then I think what you've got is a bit worse than that. Well, and the great, th I mean, the great thing is that your your mind doesn't have the, like, what I would do is I'd have that thought yeah. or something uh, similar. And then I would, um, uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I started having this fear of, like, that I was going to uh, hurt my parents or my sister. And so, and then it started to, Get because what happens with OCD? It's like why? It's a compulsion. It's com a combination of compulsion, and then uh, you try to get the thought out of your mind, and then it gets worse because thoughts come back as soon yeah. as you say, "I don't want to think it." And uh, yeah, so I had these awful. So and stand up was a result of. Uh, so I didn't have to have close relationships with people or do a lot of eye contact, yeah. uh, <laughs> and that really worked for me for a long time. Uh, so, but I didn't get help for it until I was thirty-five. I went to a. Uh, I, I just Googled, I, you know, horrible thoughts. <laughs> and these OCD sites came up, and I'm like, what? And I uh, went to get some guy less than a mile from my house and did the, the uh, therapy that he told me to do, which was to record in real time as if your thoughts were all happening. So I am now chopping up my parents into bits, chunks and bits, and having the sex with the chunks and bits. <laughs> putting the chunks and bits on a Caesar salad and tossing it <laughs> and feeding it to others. And, uh, you know, just whatever the horrible thing is. And the, I mean, just like as when somebody's fear of, of contamination, uh, there's a point where your body can't get any more anxious. Uh, so you just keep uh, practicing going to that uh, 
uh, and I'm of course I'm not I'm, I'm not an expert in this, but I, I'm trying to explain. Anyways, so it could go, uh, and, and then it your brain gets bored by it. That's that's right. the amazing thing. It gets bored by uh, the thoughts, and um, so I haven't had those for uh, a long time. I'm okay, forty-seven sorry for, hours. Sorry for Twelve. Up. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, bring it up. Bring it up. Love it. No, um, but yeah, it's very, and it's very common with um, with people with who have just had a, a child. It can sometimes I know um, Brooke Shields had a memoir where she had. A, a, Unwanted thoughts yeah. uh, harming her her baby and stuff like that. So yeah, it's uh, it's, it's supposedly a, a, a defense mechanism that if you imagine the worst thing that happens, it'll stop you making it happen. But it just seems a lot of the things I think are, are not going to well, happen. It's, it's useless. It's yeah. completely useless. <laughs> and then I started thinking the wor- the worst one was I was cradling my daughter, new, newborn daughter, and going. You know, the thing is, some people do just murder their own children. Yes. Uh, you know, what if you're one of those people? One of the, what if you're one of the ones who actually goes ahead and does it and go, what biological advantage is this giving me to, to make me think I might be an actual murderer? Well, <laughs> and I think those are different, you know, shades of mental illness. I mean, hope, hopefully you'll get some help <laughs> before you find out which, which one you're... Yeah. Uh, I think I'm okay. I like them, so, you know. I'd be really upset if I put my son in a wood burner, but I guess I don't know how upset until I actually do it, right? So... You know, Oh Yeah, I was right. I'm pretty... That was pretty horrific. (laughs) I'm a little bit more horrific than I imagined. Uh, (laughs) Well, I was watching your um, your latest special, uh, Old Baby. Yes. Which I... This was a... uh, This is a very bold way of staging this show in the first place in that you perform it several times, I'm guessing the whole thing, in front of different audiences, some of which are an audience of one, one is your husband. Yes. And some of which one or two people in a library or in a coffee shop or on the street. Yes, um, yes. Which is a really difficult way to do stand-up comedy, isn't it? What's the, and it's, it works, but it's like such yeah. a bold step. Well, and maybe it doesn't work. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I've, yeah, I've had some customers on YouTube suggest otherwise. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, but I think... I, I just, I, I wanted to, I, I like actually doing stand-up. I mean, I'm very theatrical in my yeah. act anyways. I'm not very much, I don't do a lot of ton of crowd work. Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> um, but, uh, so, to me, to perform something, whether it's one person, it, it feels good. Yeah. Um, even if there is uh, silence or, uh, you know, uh, confusion. So, <clears throat> Uh, and I also think it's hilarious uh, the aspect of comedy specials where it's like, everybody come on! You know, and like the person comes out, yeah! And it's like, okay, I mean, especially just comedians, it just seems like such a poor match for what, what it is. Like it's spoken word. You know? They're gonna destroy you with ideas. <laughs> Listen to this fucking tag. It's just very macho and dramatic, and uh, yeah, so that that makes me laugh. Uh, and it's interesting you're saying you got into comedy because you know it wasn't that personal. I mean, I've played to one or two people 
in a big theatre. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yes, me too, me too. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, that awkwardness, I mean, I love it because it's, it, it's, it's interesting. When you're doing a joke to one person, it's exactly that thing, again, of being in the cab and someone asking for a joke, is to do it to one person because the reactions the person has to, is really aware that their reaction is everything yeah, as well. Yeah, it's very vulnerable. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've got to laugh. I mean, if it's your husband, hopefully he is finding you funny. Yeah, Although yeah. my wife doesn't find me funny at all. Your husband seems to love you, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, your comedy, I mean, I think she loves me, but she doesn't find me amusing. Part of the reason I did the special that way was because I had this friend, and, and I don't I don't know. I'm sure everyone can. When you know, when you have somebody who they know that you do something, they love you, but they're like, I had a friend. She saw me uh, when I first told her I did comedy. She's like, Oh, that's well, that's sweet. I mean, good for you. I mean, ooh, you're a little old to start doing that. Well, then she saw me at a you know I did a show in the neighborhood. She's like, Huh? Well, it looks like. I mean, you're pretty, you're okay, maybe. I mean, maybe you can make money from this. And then um, she saw me at a bigger show. Uh, you know, I was like, oh, <laughs> I see. And then I was on a TV show, and she was like, Maria, you are so talented. And it was the exact same material, yeah. you know? Like, oh, anyways, I think that's really funny about it how it's all uh, context. It um, is. Well, and that's. And that's I'm grateful I'm, for your context, otherwise, this would be very bizarre. <laughs> amplifying that's the ourselves. journey of any critic, though, isn't it? I think, like, a lot, you, you'll see someone do the same show, and the critics, you know, have seen it in when there's only 10 people and go, yeah, and then yeah. they can't understand when you've got 2,000 people in that it's probably going to go a bit better. <laughs> As long as you're okay at doing what you want to do, uh, but yes. Well, and and st especially with us, especially as you see on TV, there's been a hype person up front, you know, making everybody go yeah. bananas, yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it can make it, it just makes everything see, and and you they cut to everyone laughing, you know, ah, ha, you know, so it's like, oh, right, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, look, we'll, we'll talk a bit about... Because, again, I, I, I came to you, as I was saying backstage, through Arrested Development, which was, again, a, a, one of those shows I saw and went, I don't understand what's happening, I don't like it, and then, <laughs> oh, I get it. Uh, and, and it's a brilliant show. It was, it was this one of your major breakthrough roles and working with those guys. Yes, yeah, that was... Uh, Mitch Hurwitz got me yeah. a job and gave me uh, the TV show, so that was... Uh, that was awesome, a late in life boon. And um, yeah, uh, now of course it's a downhill slide. Uh, but I like, I like to go downhills. Uh, you work up a nice speed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you do, you've also been in another of my favourite shows, which is Bojack Horseman, which I actually yes. did like straight from right from the beginning. Oh yeah, that's so it can't be that that's good. A good one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's there seems to be this circuit in America. If you get onto it, you get to do lots of different interesting shows. But again, those both, I mean, all these shows really are, are, are quite out there. Yeah, for, I mean, you think yeah, your like attracts like, or you know, and I don't know what circuit I'm in, but. I'm grateful to work, yeah. and uh, I, yeah, I don't know, uh, but it, yeah, it does seem like, um, but it, it, that's also been interesting, because we've, you, at least in the U.S., there's been a lot about uh, the hiring practices of like, oh, you're hiring the easiest person, you know, the person that, oh, I've seen you, I know you, yeah. rather than the person who, like, you did, you know, you've got to... Um, 
hire somebody who you might not know. Uh, so I'm down for not getting jobs anymore because I think uh, other people uh, could work uh, more. You know, and, and on some level, I feel like uh, I've gotten. Uh, I'm announcing my retirement. Okay. That's okay. Good. It's nice to get uh, exclusives. And it's, it's Lady Dynamite. Lady Dynamite is the, you've done two se- seasons, and that's and that's yeah, it's done. And uh, yeah, and now just uh, enjoying the pool we've purchased. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just grateful to do to do stand up, uh, even though um, you know I know that you guys have probably looked into it. I know I have. Um, it turns out we cannot. Kill the president of the United States, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so that's just been something I've been thinking about. You know, like I know comedy hasn't done anything uh, to help change change my government, and so I looked into other things. Do you worry about? Do you generally worry about Donald Trump and the and how he might react? You know, he, he obviously doesn't like comedy about him, and at the uh, moment he can't do anything about it. But do you feel like if his powers increased, that he might kind of go for some oh, of these people? Oh, I think yeah. No, I mean it seems like it's it's. Uh, I I keep waiting for someone to go. Now, you know, like to go, we rise up and we begin walking towards Washington, D.C. en masse and just, you know, sit on him. Um, <laughs> but uh, that, uh, yeah, it hasn't happened yet. And I think, uh, at least I know in my own personal life, I go, it's, you know, the, the frog in the boiling pan of water. Yeah. You know, I don't realize how, because it's just gradual. And then going, well, it hasn't, you know, I haven't had to hide any close friends in my attic, so. <laughs> it, but it's bad. It's awful. Yeah. You know, it's really bad. It's sort of I mean, this overarching respect for the democratic process that if something's been, we're having it here as well, something's been decided and then that's it. You're not allowed to go, oh, yeah, but isn't this a stupid idea? Uh, <laughs> so, which seems weird, especially when it seems most of the democratic processes may have been fiddled with a bit by Putin. Yeah. Oh my he, he won as well, yeah. didn't he? It was a surprise. Uh, so uh, <laughs> he, did, he, did, he did really well. There were so many people up against him. I thought, I thought he couldn't possibly win, but he did all right. I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to ask you some emergency questions. Okay. Um, these are newer ones. Okay. Um, what did you abhor as a child that you now like? Uh, I did not like pizza. Did you not? Uh, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I don't know what was wrong. Uh, if there had been some sort of trauma around pizza, uh, but now I've grown into it and I've embraced it. Yeah, pizza's good. Um, yeah, any kind of pizza, I'm I'm down for it. Doesn't have to be particularly good. No. Nope. Uh, we get a lot of coupons at our house for a pizza that's like $9 for a 70-inch pizza. And, uh... My daughter, doesn't, my daughter doesn't like pizza either. Interesting. She's, she's three. You know, you'd think that'd be... She'd be mainlining. Yes. It. So there's hope for her. I'm a bit worried about her not liking pizza. That's, okay, yeah. That's weird, right? Um, <laughs> um, I'll ask you another question. Oh, okay. what film or story would you like to see remade by the Muppets? Like the, the Muppet <gasps> Christmas Carol? Oh, is, there oh, a, is there a tale you'd like to see? Oh, my God. Remade? Well, Othello. Uh, yeah. uh, 
And who do you see playing Othello? Would it be a, would it be a real life human being coming in to play Othello, or would one of the Muppets play no, Othello? No, one of the Muppets. Uh, would they maybe. have the black? Is there a black Muppet? I mean, they're all different colours. Well, that's yeah. I think that's could be that, Kermit. And that's going to be the real um, the online uh, argument is <laughs> what's going to how that's going to happen. But um, oh, I, I do love the Muppets. Yeah. Um, have you worked with the Muppets? No. But they do, I mean, everything. They're so good at everything. Um, they make everything better. What about if the Muppets took over the news? Yeah. Uh, f- like Fox News every once in a while. Uh, that news source, of course, is terrible. That, that would sully their res- reputation, though. They couldn't do that. Um, yeah, oh, I love the Muppets. If you had to have sex with one of the Muppets, which oh, Muppet would you like to have sex with? Okay. Now, it's weird... Uh, I want to say Kermit, yeah. just because he's he's so sensitive. I don't know if there'd be a lot of traction there. Uh, I think where the real, uh, you know, fire comes for me is you know the guy with the eagle. He's oh yeah, an eagle with Sam. the eagle, Sam. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So first first vote for Sam. He's very American as well. That might be yeah, why. Yeah, maybe why perhaps. That. Yeah, perhaps that. <laughs> <laughs> or well, I do like the the two men in the opera box. Yeah, yeah they, those guys are. They'd be very grateful. <laughs> they'd be critiquing, critiquing yeah, you all the time. Exactly. <laughs> and it have to be a threesome. <laughs> uh, have you ever improvised a condom? Improvised a condom? No. 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 Uh, Oh, how, how, how would one do well, that? Well, I, I was just reading someone was using a chocolate wrapper. Um, <laughs> someone did have a pack, pack of crisps you could wrap around there. Chips, you, as you would call them, in, that, incorrectly. That in would America. be so, I would assume, painful for the woman. As long as there's no pregnancy. Yeah, no. Hash to, hashtag me threether. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's awful. My goodness. Um, I mean, unless people enjoyed it, then, then good for you. <laughs> um, good. And what is the most expensive thing you've had eaten by a pet? Okay. You have, um, you have pets, so I bet oh, they yes. I, I think the most joyful experience I've ever seen, we had an older pug named... Bert and we had had a big party. Shout out to Bert and um, uh, uh, Bert has since passed away, but he is uh, on the Rainbow Bridge. And but he we had a big party. It had too many uh, shitty cupcakes, and so we garbage bagged those up, and they're on the porch. And we f- just left the door open, and the next thing we know. Bert is just on, like, bloated. And we brought him to the emergency room, and you could just see 20 cupcakes. And we're, we're so scared, because he seemed like he was about to die. And she says, no, just wait till he farts. <laughs> It'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, that's it. They've never bought, but it, nothing expensive. Those were some very cheap cupcakes. <laughs> that's all right. Well, that's still... Uh, if it's, it, yeah. It's the expense of how much they meant to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, I mentioned you were a fiddler in one episode of Mystery Science Theatre 3000. Yes, yes. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I used to play the violin in my act. Uh, 
until I moved to Los Angeles, and there are three other women doing the violin in there. Really? And I was like, right on, toss it. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, uh, used to do that, again, to distract people uh, from the fact if they didn't like the jokes, yeah. uh, that may- maybe they'd go, oh, she's pretty good at that. Um, <laughs> All a defense mechanism. I mean, I think that's what sometimes instruments can be. Not yeah. for everyone, obviously, but um, uh, yeah. I think that's what I think. You know, early on, I think a lot of people tend to take, you know, a character, or a, a costume, or a thing on to sort of distance themselves. Yes. From what they're doing and protect themselves. And yes. obviously, as you've moved on, you've become less and less worried about that. You're very, <laughs> you're very confessional in your in your stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. You know, who knows if that's. Good or bad, but I don't. I mean, there's nothing to lose, really. No. <laughs> you know? But I think it's you know your life. Your life story is, is quite extraordinary in lots of ways. I mean, not 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 a share. It's not like do you remember the time you went psychotic and had to go yeah, to yeah. the hospital? <laughs> yeah. But you still it resonates without without having to be like observational for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I yeah. think like, and people appreciate honesty. I think in comedy. Well, everybody's been through a horrible experience. Yeah. Like when the um, I don't know what it's called here. We have the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, yeah, like, something like that. A, I don't. I don't really pay any it, taxes, so I don't know. It's, oh. in, in tribute to Ken Dodd, <laughs> I've decided not to pay taxes, and if anyone has a problem with that, what is it called here? Uh, in the in, inland revenue. Inland revenue. Okay. Yeah. So I've had. Uh, yeah. If you've ever had like a horrible thing like that, like any shame, shameful experience, you yeah. know, I think anyone can relate. Like. I'm, what if somebody found out? What if somebody finds out? And it turns out somebody finds out, and you just go, tell whoever the fuck you want. Who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really uh, matter when everyone finds out, because they're uh, suddenly on to something else. Yeah. And do, how do your family... You really use your family in your act, which yes. I, I, I'm writing a sitcom that's quite loosely strongly based on my own family uh, and not in the same way as yours my family are, you know are, are fairly are comparatively more uh, straight laced than yours I think but how do you your, your family have come your mum and dad have come over with you to yes UK, yeah, they so they obviously aren't they're still talking to you oh yeah oh god yeah no my mum <laughs> I think she loves any sort of celebrity uh, you know or show business type thing uh, she's been given free bottles of water occasionally and yeah. she delights in that <laughs> Um, they're right now. They're at a theater uh, seeing this show with Bob Dylan songs okay. uh, in it. Uh, what is it called? Uh, it's musical. Yeah. Girl from what? Girl from the North Country. Girl from the North Country. Yeah, they're seeing that with my my hubby and. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, I mean, my parents are sort of over uh, coming to see me perform. Uh, <laughs> oh, honey, we're good. We're good. <clears throat> my dad said about my TV show, uh, I said, oh, what do, you, what do you think, Dad? He said, oh, oh whatever you need to do for money. Oh, so good. And you met your husband through an online dating yes, site. Yes, OkCupid. Um, he was probably the 70th person I'd met. Uh, I was the first. Uh, <laughs> I did. The one, that I, uh, the one thing that I, I felt was very successful, because I had done online dating for a long time, I, I used to have a screen name. It was very sort of vague. I put funny, thoughtful, too wide a net. I changed my screen name to Hogbook. Because uh, I like the idea of a book about hogs <laughs> called Hog Book. 
one guy. <laughs> and we're married today. <laughs> so, <clears throat> perfect. Because he, uh, he was interested. He liked the words and he thought it was funny. And uh, He's really and just waiting for that hog book to I come know, out. I know, yeah, Where's exactly. The hog Where's the hog book? But yeah, he's an artist. He's a painter and, yeah. uh, and also a very funny person. Uh, well, he seems, uh, you, you know, he's on a few of your videos. He's in, he's in the special. And yes. you've, you've done a couple of things with him online. I've yes. seen. Uh, he seems a very nice man. Yes, he's a very good man. Yeah, he's very, good man. <laughs> he's very, very funny. Uh, delighted, and uh, yeah, I'd never had a relationship last over a year, and yeah. uh, so we, we really, uh, and I think he had had a similar experience of like, so we both said, "Let's do this! Come on!" <laughs> um, we started going to therapy like two months in, like, "Come on, man!" Like, because uh, I think. I just don't know how to do things. I genuinely don't, uh, yeah, I just don't know how to, even though in fa family, you know, I know that you can have a fight and come, you know, I can tell my mom to fuck off and, yeah. you know, I'll call her the next day, but I mean, she'll be irritated and cry. But the point is, <laughs> is that you, your family is your family, you know you can come back from things, but then sometimes in romantic relationships, like if you have a disagreement and it gets toxic or something, it's like, oh, well, now we, we've got to go away from each other forever. And it's like, no, you just take five minutes off, you watch BBC's uh, airport animals, uh, and you let your blood pressure go down. And, and you just bury that stuff well, to allow it to come out again in another it. six months like a volcano. Believe me, I know. I've got through six years of marriage. It's an amazing journey. <laughs> For her. <laughs> I'm a very lucky man. Yeah. I just like my wife off in it all the time. And she, I have just, just for once, I'm just going to say, she's really great. Aww. But now back to That's me nice. pretending I don't like being married. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it is genuinely fun. You get to make decisions together and, you know, uh, yeah, have, uh, uh, but, but we, we, yeah, we just had a huge fight for the first time where it was just like, oh, but we wrote a song about it um, as a family. Um, it's called Saturation Point and uh, the chorus goes, I love you, you love me, let's just shut up. I said things, you said things, we said things. I said things, you said things, we said things. <laughs> It's it's got four verses, it's so I won't that's do it. That's my favorite thing. When you have an argument with your partner, it just it somehow escalates out of nothing, and you can't quite remember what the thing oh. was that happened. And Who then knows? it's crazy, and there's no way, but there's no way of getting it back in once you've oh, you've come. Yeah. Or you gotta yeah, like take a second and like splash water on your face, or you just like distract yourself. Yeah. Uh, we yeah we we went to this uh, couples thing where they uh, a love lab, where they. They watch how many times you get, have negative interactions, right. and then they, uh, you know, say you have to cognitively shift. Anyways, I love science, and uh, <laughs> I'm paying a lot for it. And um, uh, it was it, it was very helpful because, like, yeah, you know, we had this. Just what happened? We moved. We were trying to decide where to put the TV. Oh my God, so important. Don't put the TV on the fireplace. That's where the fire goes. We're not going to put it on that wall because that's where we're going to do improv with the dogs. And the dogs can be whatever they want just because they look like dogs doesn't mean they're limited to expressing that character. They could be packages, astronauts, the wind. Anyways, uh, no, let's put it in the cozy corner. I love you so much. Uh, see you soon. Movers, Scott leaves, movers come. They say, where do you want the TV? I say, on the fire!
place. <laughs> and as they're drilling, two and a half inch diameter uh, holes into what I now know is a hundred year old sandstone fireplace, I think to myself, huh, let's see, man. Scott comes home and uh, says, where is that? Oh, no. He says, Maria, we talked about this for a weird amount of time. Can I not trust you to get things done by yourself? Cut him some slack. He goes to hug me, but I have begun to scream cry. Don't you touch me. Don't you dare touch me. And then we wrote a tune. So, anyway, yeah, because, I, I mean, those kind of, I mean, I've had those things with friends, you know, like, like you know, I remember I went on a trip to New Orleans with some, some girlfriends, you know, you're just having a great time. <laughs> and one friend said, oh, I don't want dessert. The other friend said, oh, it's creme brulee. We're in New Orleans. You've got to have dessert. Oh, my God. And then I said some weird thing. I just read an O magazine. Uh, Sometimes nothing tastes as good as feeling good feels. My friend Katie's like, shut up, Maria. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, like, just, yeah. just so you get to a saturation point with people, and, um, and then you change the subject. There goes a blue car. <laughs> but it's also funny when you're in a, not a non, you know, when you're not married or not in a long-term relationship, quite a lot of things that end of those relationships when you're married, you kind of go, wow, that was so much less than yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a big deal. Well, that, yeah, that was really, I, I realized that the reason relationship hadn't worked out is that I would bow out. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, because, uh, you, know, you know, you say you love somebody and you share what you think is the single most horrifying thing about yourself, they're going to think it's something else. But, uh, you know, and. You know, like I would say, I love you, and, you know, heads up mental illness runs in my family. If ever I start talking too fast about wanting to get in touch with the Pope or some other ethical authority, you're going to want to put me in a purple van, drive me to doggy daycare, because I need to be boarded for the weekend. Uh, some guys said, whoa, but some guys were like, oh, okay. And I rejected them, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, perfectly wonderful people. I had a guy say, I love you, um, but I need to tell you, my dad's in the mafia. Um, I'm not, but I do, I do have in my house a, a million dollars in cash in case something goes down. He uses my social security number. He'll probably try to use yours, but it will never be a problem. <laughs> what I said very judgmentally was, Whoa, you know, what I could have said was, I work in the entertainment industry. I'm a wash in filthy money. The Disney Channel's a front for Thai child prostitution. That's an open secret. I'm going to be paid later tonight in cash with a gun on the table. I'd be honored if you use my social security number. And for certain points in my life, it would have only raised my credit score. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, my husband, when we met, you know, he told me, of course, that he was not a virgin. And uh, I'd always dreamed of having a clean boy. Uh, <laughs> but he was a dirty little monkey. <laughs> and he was totally okay with me. He said, uh, you know, uh, if you go to the psych ward, um, I know sometimes if, if you're postmenopausal, anyway, anyways, they won't let you have sharp stuff. If you, if you grew a beard, I'd come in and I'd help you shave your beard. <laughs> Why, that's about the most romantic thing I ever did here, tell, partner. <laughs> and his, his mom had had mental health issues. So um, anyways, um, rest in peace, Linda, who is in Jehovah Witnesses heaven right now with 144,000. Uh, she made it. Uh, 
Yeah, there must be more than 144,000 no. witnesses. Yeah, but they uh, can't, no, they can't, but you, not it's in. only that you only can make that's all that yeah. can be in there at any given time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how they work it. I don't know the math. I didn't write the book, but. Do you think they kick one out if a really good one comes yeah. up? <laughs> That's what I'm I'm yeah. hoping for Linda's sake, but because uh, I've heard hell is uh, an Olive Garden, uh, <laughs> they keep serving you stuff. Uh, anyways, okay. Well, uh, I, I, I want to say that the thing I, you let go. Stephen Colbert is a big fan of yours. Yes, he said in 2016, he went on and he said you were his favourite comedian on the planet. I, yeah, that was... But then you went on again and he said you were one of his favourite comedians. <laughs> and I would have... Good. I, no, I would have said, what the fuck wait, has happened in no, the last year? Exactly. Who's well, overtaken me? I think it's like actually meeting someone and seeing the shaky uh, human mess that they are after you've, you know, you know, whatever, put them on a pedestal thinking that they're a wonderful... You know, I'm sure he may have seen my stuff uh, from 15 years ago and then he saw me in person and was like... Ah, I get it. Um, so, oh well. Uh, but I know I, I did. I I, uh, I caught that too. I was like, hey, all right, I get it. It's fine. I, I wonder if you noticed because <laughs> no, I, I would definitely have picked him up. For it. There's a there's a there's an English comedian called Paul Sinner, and I'm sure I mentioned this when I interviewed him. But he uh, he met me. He, he came up to me. We'd been on TV in the nineties, and he, he I met him at a party in 2000. He said, "Oh, I I used to really fancy you." And I went, <laughs> I went, and I went, "What happened?" <laughs> I put on some weight, apparently. So that was uh, that was that was the problem. There. But you, I mean, the, the, you've held him in a very high regard, correctly, by all these uh, fantastic. Judd Apatow is a massive fan of yours. Yeah, when he's has done, very done nice. stuff with you. Yes, yes, we've done things together, and yeah. he's a lovely, uh, lovely person. Uh, yeah, it, and it turns out there's a reason people are famous. They, he just, you know, people work, 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 work yeah. all the time. I am definitely, I don't, I don't have that within myself. I'm sentient about ten hours a day and yeah. Um, so yeah I, I, yeah I'm not going to be I don't know if that happens here but you know when, when you have one thing going well uh, and then people suggest you know you know you do that one thing pretty well have you ever thought of doing something that takes the equivalent amount of energy at the same exact time that you're doing that still doing that one thing but adding the second thing and then adding a third and then a fourth fifth six seven eight and making it into an app <laughs> like yeah when you think about like doing movies he asked me if I wanted to do a movie I was like uh, or you know like pitch a movie I was like uh, no 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 <laughs> you know, some people I'm sure comedians are say hey where, Marie, why don't you have merch uh, make your own fucking merch uh, <laughs> take a piece of masking tape write comedy on it put it on your sock <laughs> that's on message <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, everyone should check out Lady Dynamite. It's amazing. There's, how many episodes of Lady Dynamite are there? There's uh, loads. I think, well, let me see. I should know this. You should. Uh, <laughs> I think there's 12 in the first uh, yeah. season and eight in the second. Sure. So, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's an intense show. Uh, yes, it's an intense show. And do you think Netflix, uh, I saw an article saying Netflix was moving away from the kind of more experimental stuff to safer comedy. I mean, they seem to be doing a little bit. I mean, they're doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, they're just doing a lot of stuff. I worry about them. Yeah. Uh, 
I wish that they had open book accounting uh, so that I could take a look-see, but um, they haven't answered my profit sharing. Uh, no, they, I mean, it seems like they, it's just been such a great thing for so many comics. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. just no way I would have uh, as much of a career as I have without the internet, without, uh, yeah, so it's, I'm uh, extremely biased. Yeah. They could do one less Adam Sandler film and let you have another series, you think? Well, there's a yeah, comedian <laughs> in uh, L.A., Andy Kindler. Yes. I don't know. He's a, a delight. Um, he has one of my favorite jokes. Uh, well, I won't say which comedian it's about because it doesn't really matter. It's like um, he talks about a, a comedian in the U.S. and says, uh, I mean, the only difference between so-and-so and Hitler is at least Hitler had a point of view. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so funny. He's a delight. I mean, yeah. But so, it's also terrific that, you know, that that, that series has been made, you know, that, that something as strange and, you know, personal and, yes. you know, as that. And it must, that must have been a difficult show to pitch, I thought, but then maybe not to Netflix. Is it, was, it, was it something that they just went, yeah, sure, we'll do it? Or did it, was it difficult no, to it get it? No, it was, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Yeah. But I think uh, also Mitch Herbert's had a deal, overall deal, so he was pitching shows to make, make with them. And, um, yeah, so it is unbelievable. <laughs> that it got made. I'm amazed that we got a second season, uh, and uh, it's like winning the lottery twice. And um, and in terms of creativity too, like I, I just had no idea, uh, you know, to work with a giant group of people that would also know that I lack energy. Like they put a thing on set, they gave made me a cave of tents. So I in between set. Uh, takes I could uh, lay down in the darkness um, just because I'm, well, I'm on antipsychotics and I am super tired. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, but that was so nice because it was an open thing on the, on the show. Like, yeah, I could, I could go mental if we do this for, you know, 17 hours. Yeah. We had a 12-hour turnaround, which uh, that, that usually doesn't happen. Uh, it, at least in the U.S., the show business, they'll pay you more and then you don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sleep, which uh, is uh, dangerous. <laughs> well, it's an incredible show. You must see it if you haven't seen it. And uh, Old Baby is also on Netflix as well. Yes, yes. So that's uh, fantastic. Well, it's, it's, I, I really appreciate you coming to do this. Oh, no, thank after you for having just me. got off a plane. That's oh, yes. incredible. No, th thank you for having me. And uh, uh, yeah, I'll be, do I'll be tomorrow at um, the show at 8 p.m. Yeah, on... we're doing the, we've fixed you up to do a show at the Bill Murray. Bill Murray, he got so me a wonder, set. If you haven't got tickets so, to see, uh, uh, yeah. So see, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see a little set at the Bill Murray tomorrow at 8 p.m., which won't mean much for people at home who are listening to this Ooh. in May. Oh. Uh, so, sorry about it. If you can travel back in time, Ooh. maybe poke a little finger through time and uh, you can find, <laughs> just have a little peek at the Bill. The Bill Murray's just, just won a Chortle Award. Woo. Ooh. Wonder Ooh. if anyone else has won a Chortle Award. Uh, <laughs> it's the big one. It's the, I expect that you're, I've won a few Chortle Awards uh, in my time, Maria. Oh. Yeah. It's a big thing over in the States. It, it kind of intimidates. That's why I haven't really done any work in America, because they're too intimidated by the Chortle Awards <laughs> for the best internet show. Uh, but, yeah, uh, uh, well, I hope you'll come back again another time, and we'll, thank, we'll get another chance to see you. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Maria thank, Bamford! Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. What you have been doing is listening to Richard Hanks at the Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Hanks, and my guest, Maria Bamford. The music is by Pess. Thank you to everybody at the Leicester Square Theatre where this is recorded and everyone at the British Comedy Guide where this gets put out. 
and everyone at Go Faster Strike. I am indebted to my producer, Ben Walker, as always. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStrike.com production!